More people need to watch Disney movies. Sounds like a good place to start. Watch more Disney movies. Welcome back to another episode of Brevity Box. It's uh, it's me, Triple C, Brando, and of course, Becky with the good hair. The BBC on the BBX. How we do, everyone? How's it going, Becky? How's it going, Brando? BBC on the BBX. I can dig it. I like that. I like that, too. It's, it's official. Nice. It's official. Smooth. The official thruple name? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Our thruple <laughs> name? This just in. Breaking news. Where's that? Where's yeah, that you sound know. word? Breaking oh, yeah, news. let's get that. Okay, let's get it. Today on Brevity Box, we're going to cover imposter syndrome, how porn has jumped the shark. Speak up. <laughs> Speaking up louder so that I can cover the volume of this thing. You know, we haven't got all these things down yet. It's too loud. There we go. Too 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 serious on that. I, I think I'm, I botched it. No, oh. you had one job. That's okay. I had Everyone one job and it. I screwed Everyone it up. Everyone needs a first time. Well, we I'm, you know, the funny thing is, we had uh, I had so much fun making the PSAs, and that was sort of my first crack on using the soundboard that comes with uh, ZenCaster, which is who we use to record our podcasts and. You know, it got me trying out different things. I still haven't figured it out yet. Um, but you were saying before we hit the record button, Becky, that you have been revisiting the episodes of Brevity Box that have come. Are you listening to the ones that came before you joined yes. us mm-hmm. and also the ones that we've done? Yes. I've listened and... to them all. We now have two okay. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, there are more listens than there are subscribers. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> well, because I like, think it's—I I certainly I can, don't think people are listening. I can to attest to that because subscribing, you're like, you're like, I'm gonna log in and listen. So what's the point of subscribing? Like, I see it. I understand. I also think there's something to having a catalog because I mean, I, I came into—I mean, some big podcasts like uh, Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't listen to Joe Rogan until he was well into the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Yeah. And so by the time that I dedicated some real attention to it, there was a backlog of, you know, 600 episodes or something but that I could go and revisit. So I, yeah. I hope that to be the case someday. But so you've kind of seen we I mean, that's an interesting didn't expect to go there right off the bat. I was going to talk about uh, crazy important shit like porn, but let's let's talk about the show <laughs> um, because it's a unique perspective, you know. It is for anybody who has listened to the ones that we started with. It was completely not fitting to the name. And yeah, we com- it was. You know, it was definitely a different. Yeah, we fucked that up pretty bad. I don't even know if we fu- fucked it up. Not I just a fuck think, up. Yeah, They're very interesting stuff. Great just, content. Not no, 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 no. The content was fine. We just went against our mission statement. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like it, it would have been like uh, you you joined uh, Stephen Colbert to watch funny haha and good guests, <laughs> and all of a sudden it was uh, this deep dive into someone's life and struggles. Those people yeah. were amazing. They're close friends of mine. But 
yeah, we uh we we needed to take a different direction, but you've enjoyed the what we've I mean, you've really brought a, a special element. You kind of fit the thruple yes, I love, chemistry. I love here. our stuff. I love our stuff. It's really funny. Um I'm getting over listening it makes to my own laugh. voice. <laughs> I hope it makes other people laugh. Uh, it makes it made me like I listen to it driving to work and I'm like, this shit is funny. Like <laughs> Well, and that's what we want to do. You know, and, and that's just good good segue into sort of talking about what we are now because we have changed the show to fit more of what uh we're doing now. And so Brevity Box is uh designed to be sort of an assortment collection of random topics and whatnot from different perspectives from different people and you know it's it's gone well i think we're doing a good job at sticking to i hope everybody enjoys it we won't spend the whole show talking about it i just think it's interesting that you go back and listen to them i struggle with that you know like i i I listen but i have a tough time right yeah i had a hard time because i hate my voice i absolutely hate it and i and then you were like you need to listen to them and i'm like oh fuck I guess I better listen. Well, just, you know, and not only them, but like to also get kind of familiar because yeah. one of the things that's happened from the first couple of casts that you joined us on to now is that we brought you onto the Discord server where we have all of the other podcasts yeah. and you've had some time Not in there. Weird and, shit. Yeah, there's some weird stuff for there, sure. There definitely some very weird things, but. It's been interesting, but it's a it's, it's, it's random cool. collection, right? I mean, it's a really yeah. interesting group of it's an interesting of group topics of people, and creators. Interesting group of topics. I think you guys do a great job. Mitch is amazing. Well, and, and it's fun to see, right? Like we, uh, cinephile hissy fit. I think today, uh, you know, which is we're recording this on July the tenth, but uh, one of the podcasts we have is a movie review podcast that's just covered Black Widow. And so it's interesting to see that go from, uh, you know, the, him, that that couple of guys, uh, Casablanca Don, shout out, you know, to them just making the show happen and seeing it go through the whole process and then it's released. And, and can we know, talk about we how, all cool, talk about it. how cool the artwork was for that? Can we talk about that? Uh, well, I have fun with the artwork. How Our, talented. <laughs> the network is producing give yourself Give right yourself now. a pat on the back. I don't know who that guy is, but I like what he does. Uh, you he know. does great work. <laughs> he does. He's really, you know, we got to talk to him someday. No, it's um, it's cool to you've been uh, really a, a big part of it, and it's you know awesome. So, like, moving on from that. Thanks for listening. I'm glad you're liking it because I think that's important. I laugh mm-hmm. at the stuff. I got the PSA episode. If you haven't listened to it, whoever's listening, if you go back, uh, uh, episode before last where we did. Some on the spot and prompt episode PSAs. 22 to be clear. It, so good. <laughs> um, I, yeah, when Mitch dropped me the finished version after he had uh, edited everything, thank you, Mitch. Uh, Mitch, you're yeah, so good. It, you're so damn good, you sexy bastard. You, you're so smooth. <laughs> he took, yeah, I mean, he took our fun and it was already fun, but he yeah. really, the echo, the echo made it 10 times better. <laughs> I was laughing and, the hard and crying part. in my car. So good. Well, and Brooke, of course, more than anybody, doesn't want to hear me talk more than she already does. So it's 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 funny to get her to listen to anything. <laughs> and she won't laugh when I say something that I think is funny. 
she just kind of like rolls her eyes like okay whatever but you guys it kind of pisses me off because you're hilarious but even when you're not funny and you just say something kind of mildly funny she's rolling (laughs) and she's like and i'm like trying to get her attention i say i'm like i look at her waiting for that that explosion and it just she's just not going to give me that satisfaction but when you know it's, <laughs> why the long, it, it, it's why the long-term goal is to replace you with brick in the thruple uh, <laughs> those are highly ambitious Maybe we goals can be a, what's a quad a quad no nah, it's too much it's too much a i mean when you can't even say the fucking word right yeah, I didn't it, know. it can't happen i'm creating my own words here it's very hard in this brain yeah a quadruple would that be what it would be? I was going to call quadruple? it a, a quuple. Because <laughs> it's kind of Actually, I like quuple better. That's kind of cute. I like quuple better. Pretty hilarious. So on, you know, Trademark. one of the things that we covered. Yeah, quuple. It's, it's fun to say, though. Um, no, so one <laughs> of the things that came up randomly on the server was we kind of started tossing around the topic of imposter syndrome. You and know what? We started tossing that around, and it literally for the for the last couple of days, that's all I've been hearing about. Isn't that weird? It does, well, I think it's because it sort of tunes your brain into some keywords, right? Yeah. There's a name for that psychological effect. I just can't remember what it is off the top of my head. So that stuff was already going to be there, but your awareness of it is higher, probably, right? Probably, yeah. It's, it's pretty much that, yeah. It's like the same yeah. principle as like when you want a new car, and the car you want, you see it everywhere. Like that's that. the exact. That is the example i was going to use perfect yeah i live in your brain yeah. I, I i think that's really I feel true. So sorry for you if that's the case <laughs> and you know it just weird in there it kind it of is. occurs to me that i don't i don't i mean do you guys have i'm going to say what i saw as far as when i googled it mm-hmm. when i googled imposter syndrome i just want to get that definition out and then we can kind of cover it And so it just basically says imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question whether they're deserving of accolades. I have that. Okay. You have that. Mm -hmm. And in. So it is likely I have that going for me, which is nice. So do you get, I mean, so that's kind of what, what brought it to my attention. I mean, without going into uh, whatever started the conversation, but we got to a place where, you know, there was a lot of people relating to these moments where they felt that was the case, that they, they didn't deserve some achievement that they had accomplished or, or they felt like they weren't supposed to be in the job that they were in. And mm-hmm. I couldn't decide what it meant. Like, the 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 laugh the comedy for me was I don't remember feeling that way and I don't know whether it means a I'm just totally mentally unwell yes. <laughs> or 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 b I've never really achieved anything of substance Board to make me feel goals. yeah <laughs> the answer so, the answer is c all of the above both <laughs> I mean look I, I'm being self deprecating but I, I just don't. I don't know if I'm just misclassifying, right? Like, I think that there, there's been times where I've been really nervous or really in the, like things that I'm not sure if I'm going through the same thing as what you would say is for you, imposter syndrome, I might just be using a different word 
Like mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was, but, but the way it's defined here and the way that uh, I heard other people relating to it was uh, like, it didn't sound like it wasn't one of those moments where you hear or read something where you're like, Oh shit, that's me. I didn't feel like that. Oh, I you know did. what I mean? I didn't, I didn't read that and go, Oh, it's me. And a lot of people did go, Oh, yeah. I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Or, and Brando, you hit it home. You, you, what was the example you used? I don't remember. I can look it up, but you had said something like getting a promotion for a job that you feel yeah. like you didn't deserve. Yeah. Like, and you know, everybody's you, you sort of feel like you earned you. that promotion, but as soon as your butt's in the seat, you feel like you done fucked up. You're in way over your head and you're screwed. For me, it typically goes away after about a week or two. Yeah, you know, the only the only time I can even say something like that happened, I was totally deserving of being humiliated. It wasn't like I felt like an imposter. I was a douchey kid that got put in place by a dean of students and just melted <laughs> in the moment <laughs> because I was totally busted. And Man, I'm not kidding you. There's been like a dozen times where I feel like I wish I could find that guy and shake his hand. Maybe one of the best things that's ever happened to me was that guy just spotlighting me and calling me out for for me trying to float a line of bullshit to him. <laughs> uh, you know, but that's that's about the closest. Um, I've never been in a position of responsibility, for instance, where I felt like uh that I, what, what, what you guys are describing. Yeah, yeah. man. Things get crazy in the sprocket factory, mm. even, though I, even though, even though, even though I work upstairs in the office. Well, do you see that in others? Do, do you have people underneath you that you recognize it in or peers that you see that in either one? Of them. I have one person underneath me. I see it in fairly frequently, but she's, uh, in her mid forties and she's not, massively tech savvy so if we ever have to give a presentation i'm typically the one running it and talking because i can do both things at once and she can't well you're just more you're more comfortable you don't yeah. have the anxiety behind it but uh we've been working together for over two years now and she still gets the anxiety every time anxiety is a little bitch it's hard it's hard She's a motherfucker it's hard where I mean, so before we, because I want to move on to that a little bit. I mean, I don't want to get too too deep, right? We want to move on to some more fun topics, but let's cover this for a second. Uh, you know, without going too deep into all the details of what you do professionally, Becky. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in a real high intense situation. Yeah. Right. You're, yeah, my and, work problems are bullshit compared to what she <laughs> deals with on the job. I want to make that perfectly clear. And I'm familiar as much as I think anyone can be, well, yeah. being sort of nurse adjacent yeah. <laughs> I've been, especially with the specifics of what you do but where do you i mean you said yeah i have that pretty confidently oh, about having that's been, that's been my whole life oh really I, I can pinpoint any area of my life where i have not felt that i'm adequate enough to do something i have never that's interesting to me I've you don't come off like been... that. I mean, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, read like that talking to you, right? Opposite. Yeah. I, I put up a, I play a good game. Like I can, I can fake it pretty well, but 
Deep yeah, down. you lick strangers' chins. You, you, you play some, you play some high level weird. Game. You have shared some deep personal shit here. Deep down, sorry about your grandkids. <laughs> Oops. Um, Oops. But deep down inside, like even when I got my job, and I think I've told this to Brooke multiple times. I said I, I for the first year I was there, I didn't feel like I deserved to be there. I didn't feel. I felt. Uh, the best word to say is I felt like an imposter in this new specialty. And it's kind of, it's weird. Cause you know, like people tell me all the time, like, you're so good. You're, you're amazing at what well, you, do. you literally like, got I, nurse of the year. I don't right? feel like I, yeah. And that, and even with that, I didn't feel deserving of that. It's like, what, what did I do over however many applicants? Like, are you sure? Like I always question. But I think it goes back to uh, some very deep-seated childhood trauma. <laughs> oh, the most fun kind of childhood yeah. trauma. Deep-seated. Mm-hmm. But so I think that that, like, okay, so touching on childhood trauma for a second. Like, childhood trauma can be, uh, I mean, look, <laughs> here's, here's the totally ridiculous thing I was just about to say. It's sometimes it isn't all bad. But my point to that but is I had true. a lot That's of traumatic. True. Sometimes well, it's not so bad. So that's kind of what I'm. It builds you. in a twisted, in a twisted yeah. weird way, right? Because, uh, and without diving into the the severity and litany of traumatic childhood experiences that uh, that are in my my history, it's one of those things that there are times where I make that joke regularly to my sister or to mm-hmm. uh, Brooke, where I'm like, "Thank God I had such a fucked up life because it gave me a really good set of tools to deal with this moment right now." Right? Like, yeah. Uh, and it's it's a coping. I laugh about it. It's funny it. because it's true. Well, in a way, it feels very true. It feels very true. And well, so and see, I, I I haven't go gotten ahead. to that point in my life yet where I've discovered like the really good coping mechanisms. Like I'm working at it, um, but. I haven't gotten to the point I, of where I can like say something like, you know, like, Hey, it's probably a very, Im- it's not even probably, it's very important that I say that I did not discover that stuff. Um, I had uh, a couple of very big instances with therapy. I'm very pro therapy, get therapy. Those, you know, that's a collaboration with a professional who yeah. knows how brains do things and can help you find mm-hmm. those uh those tools and kind of expose them but yeah i that's how i thought about the imposter syndrome is i i just felt like in that crap shoot like you're referencing how uh you know in your situation something traumatic happened and then you're you're you've got you're kind of riddled with it right mm-hmm. and riddled with some anxiety and i have that about other stuff too right yeah. like I, i'm not fond of of surprises some you know subtle surprises fine but you know like a surprise party or somebody busted in the house at 2 a.m. drunk and you know i i was really annoying when you when i when, which is you know when you have a roommate <laughs> right and so i'm i'm like uh you know i'm those are i have my own things that i get anxious about but imposter syndrome I, and i didn't and i think that comes from some of those things too right mm-hmm. like it was it was more of that coping mechanism came from that um but I just found it interesting that so many people sort of related to it so easily. Now, it it didn't say that it was a, it doesn't classify it as a disorder. It doesn't classify it as anything. It says specifically that it's a phenomena. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. a phenomena that occurs in people regularly. 
Uh, I don't know where they get the whole, I think when they say disproportionately affects high achievers, I think that that's a chicken and the egg argument, right? For like, for you, Becky, you're, you're probably always uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's and double and triple checking things because of that anxiety. Yes. And from the outside, people look at it and go, oh, she's so amazing and thorough. Yeah. And you're just convinced that you haven't been thorough I'm enough. A, I'm a puddle inside. A puddle. Like, did I, I do Did I do that? Did I do this? Even when, like, you have a patient that goes south or, like, you know – you know, did I do everything right? Could I have done something more? Why am I here? I'm really not that great of a nurse. Like these are all, all thoughts going on in my head all the time. Well, and you know, I, it's okay. So touching on that. And like I said, having seen Brooke go through a career in the same thing, it's one of those things that I, 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 I don't think because it's out of sight, out of mind for most of the regular guys mm-hmm. and girls and people and thems and theys and everything out there. It's out of sight, out of mind. They mm-hmm. don't have any context of what it is that you guys have to kind of endure and develop a tough skin for. Like when I, when I was telling stories, uh, who was I talking to? Oh, I was talking to my brother, my brother-in-law and my sister. And I was describing you know, because they're not up to date on the show. They they hadn't listed the last few episodes since you had joined up. No, and so I was trying to tell them about, uh, <laughs> you know, what you brought to the table and kind of why you were so uh, unguarded, right? And mm-hmm. it was, I correlated it to the same thing that it makes Brooke that way. Your humor, your attitude, everything is sort of conditioned by the fact that you guys have to deal with some hardcore loss. Mm-hmm. You, you guys fight all the time. You don't win every single one of those fights and you got to be ready to go. Yeah, we lose more than we win. Yeah, and I think people miss that. They don't get the tax of that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, um, you know, I I think you're totally right. Totally right about that. And and I want to say Brando's right. Nothing he'll ever complain about compares. (laughs) He should just stop complaining. I think you should all just bow down to me. Just throw throw your towels in. That's a good term. <laughs> yeah, let's turn that around. We covered a little bit of serious stuff. Let's yeah, we get let's a little take bit introspective this. here. What is this about porn jumping the shark? Yeah. Okay, so let's let's start with him. Let's try to tie these two together, right? Because it is Shark uh, Week. <laughs> that's completely coincidental and unplanned, and I kind of <laughs> love it. Um, okay, so basically, what? Oh, let's start here. Do you think? Porn stars. I mean, they have to have imposter syndrome too. They have I'm, to. I mean, I mean, there has to. There's only so many characters that yeah. they can play before they're like, "Do I re- do I deserve to have this? Do I deserve to have monster? this big giant black cock inside me? <laughs> I'm not the right one. I'm not supposed to be the one that's here. It's supposed to be somebody else. Is my dick big I mean, enough we for make this? Fun. <laughs> So, okay, so here's where this whole thing about jumping the shark came from. I have been uh, shamelessly and and no problem saying I've watched a lot of porn. I've watched porn since the time that I worked in a video store in high school and they have a like an adult back area that has like a really shoddy the, curtain. The beaded curtain. Cu- yeah, like the really <laughs> needed curtain that you could go through and and there's a small like, you know, big closet sized room of 
of VHS tapes that they had. <laughs> I remember taking those home when I would close the store because, you know, you're a kid. If the best you could hope for is you you had cable. Maybe you had Skinamax and they were showing movies. Yeah, right. Like Young Lady Chatterley's Lover or some shit. <laughs> and it's always some really, really bad, bad, bad uh, B soft porn. But <laughs> you're like 13, 14, 15. It's exhilarating. So you fast forward a couple of decades of, of having, you know, and now porn is sort of just like you almost have to avoid porn. Right. You don't have to really look for porn anymore. It's just it's sort of thrown at you in all capacities. But the ones that have a step sibling kink are just in heaven right now. Well, and so this is okay. So this is kind of where I'm going. Right. I've gotten to a place where like I feel like sometimes I am experiencing what people are thinking when they grow up with like Ricky Schroeder. And they're like, they've seen him from Silver Spoons all the way up to some new show. And at some point they're like, oh, look, Rick has uh, had some sort of work done. Or maybe that person's got Botox. I've watched so much porn that I feel like I've grown up with some of these actors and actresses. Like I was literally watching. Uh, it becomes counterproductive. I have no idea how to respond to that. Because it's, it, this, is the, this is the truth. I'm it's no longer... <laughs> But it's no longer like I'm watching porn for the exhilarations. It feels like I'm surveying and it's a lot of like baseball cards, like seen it, seen it, got it, won it, <laughs> you know, and you're kind of just flicking that. I've seen that. Nah. Oh, she looked good. Oh, look, oh. she got veneers. <laughs> you know, like I'm noticing the kind of shit you notice about people you've spent some real time with and that have been doing oh it for God. like 20 years. Right. And so. Uh, not only has it gotten to that point, but I've seen the arc of some of these cre- careers, right? Like I saw somebody doing something where it's like you said, they just, that's what I mean when they jump the shark and it takes me right out of it. Like, I know that that's not a stepdad and his stepdaughter. I know that that's not a brother and a sister, but that fucking tagline is everywhere. And it, affects whether i even want to because the way these things are organized is if you look at a web page there's a bunch of boxes that you Mm -hmm. click on and if you hover over that with your cursor it'll give you three or four clips of that scene and you're reading about it i'm not some people aren't going to read about it i read about it if it says you know anything like that that frame of mindset i to me that's almost like you're getting ridiculous with it and then to get to where I think they're getting lazy, I, I mean, I, I seriously was trying again to go through and look at porn, and I come across a page, and I see an image, and I'm like, hey, that looks like it might be interesting. And I read the thing beneath it, and it says, anyone have a crowbar? And I just started laughing. <laughs> I couldn't. And then I was the name well, of the was, shit. Was Stepsis stuck in the dryer this time? No, just, no it was Did 100% just... Just a reference about uh, the, <laughs> what was going to be tried to fit where. And, oh, but that was—that's where that my was brain the, went. Yeah, right. I was like, and "Where was is she? Just, where is she putting that crowbar, Charlie? Where?" Well, well, there's no crowbar. It was—you get my point, right? Yeah. He was just mm-hmm. trying to pry it open. The whole point about it is that it's—it's it's not even like I remember when there. Not even that I needed a story, for instance. 
but now I'm noticing the bad acting a lot more. I'm noticing the veneers. I'm noticing the uh, like times where I I can't I lose the whole thing when I think there's like a breaking character. You know, like you'll get kind of sucked into the moment. You're like, oh, this is real. She's really enjoying it, and then something goes off for about five seconds. And you see the look on her face kind of going, "What the fuck's going? Oh, oh, oh!" <laughs> She, she puts the very surprised face back on. Yeah. Like the one that makes me think of that episode of Family Guy where Joe rolls up to all the inflated sex dolls in the sex shop and he goes, why do they all look surprised? <laughs> like that is the default well, face. So Even the sheep in the store look surprised. The sheep below. They just look surprised. <laughs> <laughs> So that's 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 what I mean is that it's it it is no longer that uh like I mean obviously there's still de- good porn out there but you know you get to if you've listened to enough Dr. Drew he'll tell you that at some point you get sort of desensitized to the stuff that you may have liked before yeah. and at the same you know and you can either go two directions it either becomes less interesting or you go some do some really hardcore stuff and it's just gotten less interesting and funny. Like now yeah. I'm looking for the funny shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even. And let us never forget that within the last couple of years, uh, Senator Ted Cruz shared a link on his official Senator Twitter profile of a stepmom incest porn. Some weird shit. Oh, cause <laughs> it was on a page. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Well, and so that's the thing. I, I was going to say that like as much cancel culture that's out there and I'm not vying for one thing or the other as much as like to me, if you, if I really want to believe that there's an army of people that are offended by things, how come that's not affecting some of the quality of like what you see going on in porn? Because like, nobody's porn, bitching porn about don't porn. give a fuck. Porn don't give a fuck. Cause they yeah, know that people are seems... still going to watch it. Nobody in porn is getting canceled. In other words. Cancel yeah. culture has always been here. Well, First, I mean, I did, I was, but I was a kid that came after the Simpsons music video games. Yeah. Cancel culture's always been here, man. It's just hyper power because of social media. Yeah. But I wonder about these, you know, media. it's funny that we say imposter syndrome. I would be, you don't know how serious I am when I say I would love to have any of these porn stars that have had a career. And could really just give us, a, a, you know, give sort of a description of the person behind that. Like what you were saying, you have a good front, right? I'm uh-huh. sure they have a good front. I would love to talk to the person that's behind oh that front. That would be, be a like, very yeah, serious episode. Wouldn't it be? Because I would love to ask yeah. those questions. Like, what do you do if you don't like the person you've got to seem with? Like, you really have a problem. <laughs> think about like, somebody else no I'm just kidding <laughs> but that's that's kind of where uh i think about I my 230 dick appointment dude i have gotten to a point now where i think a fun game for us to play would be and we could do it with superstar couples or famous uh-huh. couples or athlete couples i think for men the women that they're married to we can look at their wives and probably get a good close guess to who their favorite one or two porn stars were. Hmm. And I can prove it and I can prove it. Cause watch this. Okay. Brando. S- Penny packs, sunny lane. Hmm. 
I recognize the names, but a face isn't coming to mind. I, you can look them up right now, but if you looked at the three, uh, a picture of my wife and a picture of those two people next to each other, you'd go, oh, yeah, I get it. He has a type. Now that you bring that up, yeah, I, I, I can see it. I can see you see it. my point, right? And so I was laughing about that because my cousin and I were joking about this, and I made that comment, and I was like, like the, I made a comment about the girls that I thought he probably watched in porn based on the way his girlfriend looked, and I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong. Hmm. That's very interesting. I think there's a, there's a solid girlfriend argument for it. Out. Now I'm really interested to see what Brad Pitt watches. You, oh, wow. Yeah. Look, it, based on Angelina Jolie, it's probably some pretty freaky deaky gnarly stuff. Yeah. <laughs> probably some I'm weird st- bondage tentacle porn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like did, There's like, did he have definitely like, some pleather involved? <laughs> did he take a sharp turn into the porn when he divorced Jen Aniston and then? Wow. Uh, well, I mean, maybe he just went down a rabbit hole, literally. Like literally. he just got caught in Wonderland and discovered a lot of things That's and came back up. to reality. Just That's saying. Just now suspicion. I'm never going to look at couples the same way ever again. I'm going to be walking up to so, people and being like, excuse me, sir, who's your favorite porn star? Well, but you'll, you'll, it's a weird conversation to go into, but you could literally meet them and go, Oh, I, I could do it. Wife. I totally get it. <laughs> you know, it's just a, I just thought it'd be a fun game. That's to, that, a good that's thought fun. experiment. That sounds fun. I'm interested. So that's where I went. I'm intrigued. I think, uh, and I want to do There's it. too many, right. And there's too, I was just pointing out there's too much, uh, I have too much history with the industry of porn. I, I'm just sort of lost interest because they don't try anymore. Maybe that's right. your next now industry. It, Maybe that's your like new career path somewhere down. Oh, the line. I could, like in Boogie Nights, like a, I could like be the new Jack Horner. Man, yeah, like a pervy oh, old man. Yeah. You can write your own. Porn. I can grow you that can beard, your man. Own porn. Like I can wear those gradient glasses, purple on top, and yeah. nice little gold arms mm-hmm. on them. Walk around in one of those with those shirts that are that have the pockets by the hips. You I'd know, they're kind of square a cut. Ring. Oh my god! A pink earring and a mustache a comb. Earring. Well, so the mustache comb is important, but I don't. You know, I get. I, I I've grown a beard a couple of times, but I don't know how people manage it. I don't know how people. Anyway, I got more. Let's go ahead and move on from that. I need to ask you guys something about Shikari Richardson. I don't I'll know if you're what, up to for, date on it. And we'll before move we into jump into in that, second. let's let's take a moment here and go ahead. And just pause for a quick station break. So, oh man, you read my station mind. Station break. Station break. Hey, Mitch, this is station break. break. You've been listening to The Brevity Box, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network. If you like this cast or want to find some other great topics, join me, Optimist, on the Retro Futurist Culture Podcast for great discussions on all things retro future. Check it out at ruminationsradionetwork.com. And we're back. <laughs> nice. Lost. Very professional. <laughs> I, should never, be able, I should never be allowed to do that ever again. <laughs> and and we're back. We're back. <laughs> it was very morning news of you. It sounded kind of Larry Davidy too. Thank you. Uh it was my first time. I don't know if you guys could tell. No, or not. Brando, I was saying you were reading my mind because I was just about to segue to that same uh, ID break. But I don't speaking, buy it. But look, speaking of you being clairvoyant, Becky, you were saying something that he had mentioned 
a couple of episodes ago. Oh my god, yeah. So I was listening uh, in the car, and I'm listening, and something made me like I felt like I needed to pull over and be like, oh my god, Brando's a prophet. He's a psychic. He's the new Miss Cleo. He totally called somebody coming out in the NFL a couple episodes back. And I just thought that was really cool. So good job, Brando. I'm smarter than I look. You were ahead of the game. You were ahead of the game. I just hope you yes. Aaron Rodgers. Brando. Well, just yeah, I that. mean, that's, I think, where you, you need started. You that bear with, you dream know. out of your head. It's an int. He's a big Lord of the Rings fan. Think he about wants the, Aaron Rodgers to impact. be the the tree. Hey, 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 hey! Think about the impact of a player of that caliber coming out as gay. I mean, it was a huge no, you're impact right. for it was a huge impact for this one to come out. What's his name again? Carl Nassib. Yeah, Nassib. Is it Nassib, Nassib or Nassib? I think it's Nassib. Nassib. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was the first to come out um, openly. I think, but who while was the, the player? Yeah, while playing, it was the first openly gay player to be drafted was a few years ago. Michael to Sam, the Rams. Yeah, Michael, Michael Sam. Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that now what's interesting is I've seen stories that, uh, like, uh, anonymous, where retired players, Hall of Famer players, are like, "We had a gay player, we just nobody gave a shit," kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm not sure that was for every team, right? But it's good to it's at least good to hear though that. I think it sort of opened the door for that to be sort of the common. Oh, totally. oh my God, I just had an ama- I just had an epiphany. Okay. What if hating himself because he was gay is the was the reason why Bill Romanowski was such an asshole? Ooh. Oh man, you're right. Okay, here, here. I would okay. never say it to his face, but Ooh. I'm just at, I, I'm okay. just asking that, questions. But that's on that's on top of a really good list. Okay, so. Top five most shocking uh, football players all time that would come out right now as and be like impacting to come out as openly gay. And you just hit one pretty good. Bill Romanowski's would be would be a, a, a definitely a top, a top. <laughs> He'd definitely be a top. <laughs> mm. Top five. Russell Wilson. Mike Ditka. No. <laughs> I mean, he likes the bears. You know, he totally be all about it, man. Got that bushy mustache. Oh <laughs> <laughs> all right, how about that would affect John me. Madden? I don't see that. I could say Doug Flutie, but I'm not sure a bunch of people would be like shocked. That's not a shock. Dan Marino. Uh, yeah, he's kind of pretty. <laughs> I don't think people would be so shocked about that one. <laughs> Brett Favre would be shocking. Oh yeah, Brett Favre would be shocking. Cole Beasley. Mm, <laughs> I wouldn't be as shocking. <laughs> oh man, that's you know. I think he Brando had a point. Like he was just basically. I think at the time we were joking about uh, Aaron Rodgers, but how it would be just a monumental. Yeah. How impactful like, it would be. And yeah. He, I mean, to- he totally be- said it. And it was like, wow, that was from two weeks. Before. And then like a week later, Carl yeah. Nassib sort of just op- openly embraced yeah. it. And good for him. So cool. You know? Yeah. You live, in your, live, live your life. 
What do you think it's going to have? You think it's going to be a, a more interesting fan set? You think he's going to have his own fans in the stands? Oh, my God, yeah. Can you in see Vegas? that? He's such a pretty boy. And he I'm just a, saying. It's like, the perfect <laughs> crown. It's the perfect Listen, crown. Listen, they would take that shit seriously here in New Orleans. If this, if somebody openly came, there would be a a serious a section in in the Superdome. Oh, my God. You'd have bears. You'd have ponies. You'd have. I got oh my, it. They're all there. All of it. I know exactly what could happen to throw the country in craziness for a moment. If Brett Favre came out of the closet and was in a relationship with Senator Lindsey Graham also coming out of the closet, <laughs> even though we kind of already know Lindsey. <laughs> would it that blow some minds? Uncomfortable. <laughs> Could you imagine really? Brett in that southern accent? I'll, I'll have whatever. Zooted up on Percocets talking about Lindsay's ladybugs. <laughs> Come on, Lindsay. Don't be stingy. <laughs> don't be stingy, Lindsay. <laughs> it's I because Brett likes my about... ladybugs. Yeah. <laughs> Brett loves my ladybugs. That's what he likes. Or as I I'll... like to call him, Brittany. <laughs> 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 Brenda, Brenda, what did you take? And can I come over and get some? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anytime. All right. Let's see. Okay. So let's get some sports action since we're already touching on make believe sport. Alternate. So the box is open minded and supportive of all lifestyles. I just want to say that. But fuck Lindsey Graham and fuck Brett Favre. They both suck. Oh, um, I don't support. Oh, I don't support Brett, fucking Brett Favre. I, I don't like support that either. Uh, okay. All right. So what I was saying is, Sorry, since we're already talking <laughs> about sports, no, don't worry about it. So since we've already started talking about sports and the gayness of Brett Favre and Lindsey Graham, their love affair to be potential. Coming. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Allegedly, no facts, fake news. <laughs> uh, we were talking about basketball. Now I'm not a big follower yet becky's gonna convert me yeah uh, what's going on give us the update i know that it's uh it's what's well, milwaukee it's the bucks and the Suns, right yes and did you guys know let me just share this small tidbit with you that an nfl player is actually gonna win an nfl or an nba championship ring with this please final. tell me more so aaron Rodgers is part owner of the milwaukee bucks and larry fitzgerald is part owner of the phoenix suns so one of them will be winning an NBA championship ring. I hope it's Fitz. Me too. <laughs> I hope it's Fitz. I mean, no, well, I mean, certainly I have a, a, a bias. Some sort of ring, damn it. Yes. Yeah, he deserves it. I think that's why he's waiting. People, he deserves it more than JJ. Can I? Okay, Shut so. Shut your mouth, you dirty whore. <laughs> you dirty, dirty, dirty. Careful, I got a thing whore. for assertive woman. Um, Becky. What uh-huh. would you say about Larry Fitzgerald for those people who are listening who may not know who he is? I mean, this is a uh, I'll start off by saying, right, Hall of Fame quarterback, or, sorry, wide receiver, Hall of Fame wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald's been playing yeah. for the Arizona Cardinals since he was drafted. Yeah. Uh, what, 12 years ago? 12 years almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so he is a veteran, Top professional, notch. amazing player. Always uh, brings amazing the big story. numbers. Very involved with the community. Yes. 
a very, very likable guy. You just root for him, especially if you're at all in Arizona during his career. Yes. And uh, even someone, if you're not. Someone every, that you're, yeah. you should have your kids look up to. Yeah, league-wide, he is yeah. well-respected, deeply yes. respected. Walter Payton, Man of the Year. He is a, a, I mean, his character is spotless. You never spotless. see him walk off the field in a loss. No. <laughs> right, you, you mean, don't. You mean like the same for after the Minneapolis Miracle? Yes, Brando. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, back on track. I just really, I just really hope for his sake he gets a ring. And I think that's why he's waiting to see if he's going to retire or not. Because he still hasn't made that announcement yet. No, he hasn't. I mean, and and he's got, I mean, but Arizona is always pulling in these guys at the end of their careers. Mm-hmm. You what know, you and expect? Arizona is where people is where people come to die. Most of the time, uh, their team is still exciting. I mean, they have Kyler Murray, um, Fitzgerald's there now. They have Hopkins. They have AJ mm-hmm. Green. Mm-hmm. Who else went there? JJ Watt. Well, of course, I'm thinking offensively. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kirk has got to step up. I mean, yeah, I hope I'm not a huge Cardinals fan, but man, I, I would happily see Fitzgerald. I'd like to see Good luck, Fitz. Run. Yeah. Good I luck, Mr. You. Fitzgerald. I hope you win with the Suns. I hope you someday get a ring with the cards. Either way, yeah. I think you're a Hall of Famer. Oh, so sure. basketball, how many games are left? What's the what's the, uh, well, the Suns are leading two to zero. So it's a potential. Uh, it could be Suns and four. Um, the Bucks, Bucks are, are kind of looking tired a little bit. Giannis is a uh, is sore. Yeah, say that name. Giannis Atacampo. Yeah, that's too many vowels. I haven't learned that name yet. And his brother, <laughs> his brother Theonis. See, I think They're those. I'd be interested to know who they're named after. Greek. Oh boy, mm-hmm. that Did they come that's from a delicious. That's a delicious. I don't know. <laughs> cookbook. But yeah, I'm really. Yeah, this got- is a this is a great, great young Suns team. Uh, Chris Paul stepped in and. Kind of took all these young kids under his wing, and now they're in the NBA Finals. I think that's really cool and really admirable. Yeah, I think so too. I, I like I like those kinds of stories. He could have gone to any like powerhouse team, like somebody that should not be named. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and uh, he could have gone to like any of the big, you know, build the teams, and he chose to come to Phoenix because he liked. Devin Booker's playing skills and he wanted uh he wanted another shot with Monty Williams. I think that's so cool. Well, I think you just, I think you hit it right on the head. It's admirable. I think mm-hmm. that kind of display of character is when at least for me, I'm that kind of sports fan. I like seeing character rewarded. Oh my god. You know, I'm all for yes. athleticism and whatnot, but I yeah. like seeing character and teamwork rewarded. Six, I, and I know that's yeah. essentially that's why you're a JJ Watt fan. He's a yeah. He's got an outstanding got character. character. Yeah. Well, and Chris Paul, too. He's been in the league 16 years, and this is his first NBA Finals appearance. First in 16 years. How yeah. cool is that? That's and it's that's with a team. It's with great. a team that hasn't been in the NBA Finals since 1993. Like, that's amazing. They went from that's inspiring. being they went from being like one of the worst teams in the league a couple years ago, and then they had this really cool opportunity in the bubble where they went eight and zero. And then they come back from a short break and now they're making this run. I just like, I get, I'm have like 
gooseies. Oh, it's so cool. Well, and it's, but you know, that kind of thing is contagious because look yeah. at what just happened in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, the you got the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks mm-hmm. go through and win, win it all. And then the whole city's energized. And next thing you know, the hockey's bringing home the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and they did like there's a really interesting article that somebody posted that the cities that Tom Brady lives in, if you look it up and see like how successful the sports teams are, it like there's a correlation. It was kind of kind of cool to see. Leaders, icons, mm-hmm. Tim Brady, bastard. Did you know he pees sitting down? A lot of- <laughs> is that true? Is that like a lot of people from joke? Europe? Do I read it on the, I read it on the internet. Way. It has to be true. Oh my god! Put it on the internet it has to be true. Giselle probably bitch slapped him and was like, "You need to sit down and pee." Well, how's he? How else is he going to keep the plug in? <laughs> <laughs> now, have you guys followed anything going on with the Olympics? Yes, I love the Olympics. I'm obsessed. Isn't Tokyo now banning spectators? Yes, because of the COVID emergency. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Delta variant. variant. It's almost like we should have just maybe let this uh, let this, let this Olympics go. No, maybe. but we need to know who's fastest. We Damn need it. to know who's the best gymnast. We need to know who the best swimmers are. And they're doing rock climbing this year and baseball again. And skateboarding, right? Now that's an Olympic yeah. event. Yeah, I did learn a very fun little trick about with involving the Olympics during my last relationship. Uh, if you have sex while watching the Olymp uh, while having the Olympics on TV, it sounds like you have a crowd cheering you on. It's pretty great. That's any sporting event, Brando. I'm surprised you haven't done that before. Yeah, it's a little weird for me because I don't know if I want to hit my vinegar strokes with who dat, who dat, who dat said they're going to beat them saints, people chanting me on. No, which is why you just go with the Olympics <laughs> because it's just crowd noise. Just crowd noise. Uh, just, well, I remember the Vuvuzelas? And- and plus, we, 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 and plus, we all know against your will, your vinegar strokes are, you know, with a background of murder porn on A&E. <laughs> hey, stop giving away my secrets. It's, it's really he, he fucked me up, man. The, he comes during the... Let, uh, let me tell you something. It's so weird that Joe <laughs> Kinda... I have to go in before you can come, Charlie. <laughs> I like having Joe Kinda in the air because it makes me feel safe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, does going back and seeing Robert stack on unsolved mysteries give you weird feelings now? Oh man, you know what's funny about that? I gotta tell you, this is actually a pretty funny story. So the, that show, when I was like eight or nine, and I was a latchkey kid, so my mom would be working late, I'd be home alone, and unsolved mysteries would come on, and that intro song would—it was dark and it would spook me out. It was freaky when we were kids. It was a freak. It sounded like it was right out of like Halloween or yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. It was scary. And then Robert Stack's voice is also scary. So it's never ceased to have that impact on me. And I love rewatching those old episodes even now because mm-hmm. I think Robert Stack is hilarious. I know that <laughs> sounds weird, but if you rewatch them now, you can see him adding the emphasis and changing the cadence and how he says shit. I think that guy, he's, there's a reason he was an airplane, right? Um, and the funny thing about it is there has been times where 
I forget that that's the show it's on and they're just going through the details and maybe things are starting to happen and things are starting to get a little electric and then the show will end and that rip will come on and my <laughs> fear boner runs for the hills, dude. <laughs> <laughs> It's like ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like put on Homicide Hunter quick before I lose it. I need Jokenda stat. I blame the uh, Pavlovian where's, where's training of my wife. Oh no, dude, I can't deal with that either. God, Doctor Doctor G is for the foreplay. God help me if mm-hmm. I had caught a side image of her like breaking out the gardening shears to bust open a rib cage. No way. That's I'm so a visual nice. person. It's not going to go well. Uh, <laughs> I think we've we've definitely run away from Olympics. Okay, let's go back to Olympics. Uh, so speaking of is, running, you know, there's your segue. Speaking of, <laughs> true. Speaking of running from hills. Uh, so Shakari Richardson fails her drug test, and now mm-hmm. she's on a 30 day suspension. Um, I mean, do you buy into the hype of all the controversy? Do you? How do you feel about that? I mean, I liked her response to it. She owned it. Like, I wish more people, I wish more people took that approach where she just owned it, didn't try to make excuses, didn't what? We're gonna said she didn't like, want anybody's pity. Let's treat this like the Britney incident from last time. And uh, why don't you tell me exactly what's going on? Because I've seen a few headlines, but I'm not fully informed. Okay. So this you have 30 seconds, Olympic, bucks. Olympic runner. <laughs> Yeah, right. Brevy, brevy. Olympic runner Shikari Richardson is literally arguably the fastest woman on the planet right now. And Mm -hmm. just before the Olympics, they were doing a series of tests, which they always do. And she tested positive for THC. So now, because of the policy of of USADA and the Olympics, they won't allow her to compete for 30 days. For taking a performance dehancing drug? Well, but so this is sort of the the take on it, right? Either, and this is why I, I said I uh, admired how she handled it herself, you know. And and it, I think she said, "quote I know what I did. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm uh, and what I'm not allowed to do. And I still made that decision. I'm not making any excuses or looking for any empathy." End quote. Um, look, kudos to classy, her. Like a very classy. like a boss. Yeah, look, I I think that's I don't you know how refreshing it is to get that at all. Like I wish we got that from every area we had a good representative. So yeah, I really give her mad respect. And I think she's I'm sort of following um Miss Richardson's lead on this, right? I agree with uh-huh. that sort of fundamental take. She knew she whether or not she agrees with it, she knew she shouldn't have wasn't supposed to do it. Yeah, decided to take she, that risk, and now and she didn't going. use her mom's death. Like she didn't even bring it up. Yeah, I I was just about to get, lead into that. She didn't. She did not have any reason to apologize, so she didn't. Yeah, and she didn't have any reason to use any excuses. The rules are the rules. I think she was also quoted as saying, or you know, or Joe Biden. I think actually said that. So. You know, it's an interesting thing today because I don't think, uh, you know, Brando, you're unabashedly gummied up. <laughs> allegedly. All, I mean, I think that it's allegedly. allegedly. Allegedly, I heard fake news. Yeah, I, I don't know if like there's some they're trying to pump up some controversy behind it. I don't really think there, there is controversy. 
I think the simple questions are are right there, right? If is marijuana something that we should say you should be able to enjoy if you're an Olympic athlete? Or do you think that, so you just think it should be openly, widely accepted? Yeah, absolutely. What is, is USADA scared that they're going to get high and order Taco Bell at two in the morning and (laughs) be slower the next day? I mean, I don't think there's a performance enhancing drug. Yeah, look, I I think I know, I think I'm not motivated it, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Much less to play soccer. Becky, how about you? I know that like you you probably land on the same uh, side of the fence that I do as far as basketball and football. You yeah. know, those guys have fought a long a long battle, and now they're the both NFL and NBA look like they don't really give a shit if they're somebody is enjoying marijuana. In their I bet home. Josh Gordon's mad now. Yeah, oh, I know, right. Josh Josh Gordon is a, like, Fuck them. Uh, a highly <laughs> talented wide receiver who Idiot. several times was uh, caught and suspended allegedly. because of his use of marijuana, allegedly. Uh, yeah, and now the the culture's changing, and that's sort of what I I think I think uh, I think we all agree that there's a future where the Olympics are, you know, Olympic Village where all the athletes is just going to be one big Jamaican plaza. Of True. smoke and, and heyday at some point is that what we're getting but it, even, at? it even goes for like even in the medical field like in my field too like when is it going to be acceptable when is it going to be okay it's just too new right now legally uh, yeah like, i don't think there's enough yeah it's one of those things i would like to see um as weird as it sounds, I think my generation, well, our generation, is at a point where I'm gaming a millennial that identifies as, as Gen X. Well, I'm <laughs> for the record, I'm, I'm official Gen X, but yeah, that's we're kind of meeting that area. I I really I think those things are like uh, they need to be sophisticated, mm-hmm. like as a verb, like the sophistication of that culture. I think is where that's what we're seeing happening slowly. Yeah. Right? Cause it's not, it's not, you know, all those uh, Cheech and Chong references are just not even relevant today. Right. Is, you know, and I think that's becoming pretty commonplace led by medicinal. And now right. in Arizona, there's no, there's nothing right. Ooh, but I mean, they tax you. Oh, they do. <laughs> 21. And but that's the point, right? Yeah. I mean that's the whole point. I'll pay the I'll pay the fucking tax. Why not? I'd rather be safe. Because all that money's going to wind up going to Phoenix and not Tucson. The, the yeah, vast, that's the vast majority of it. I should say different animal though, right? Like yeah. I mean, ultimately, I still like the idea that you have the ability to do it. And and I'm a big proponent. Uh, I've had family members. I've seen it firsthand of what alcohol can do mm-hmm. when somebody's addicted. So I feel if like we're very kind of casual about people have responsibility to not over drink i would i would suspect we could hold ourselves to the same standard with uh with marijuana yes and don't do it while you're because it's fucking everywhere especially when you like look at like dave Chappelle is now the ambassador for for <laughs> weed is he not you know i'm the richest person on the planet the funniest person in history i think i think if we're going to pick an ambassador for weed we need to nominate Laganja Estranja from RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Pulling pull the RuPaul's Drag Race out, huh? Yeah. 
You look her up. I like it. Laganja no, Stranja. We be, need more of She them. should be her and Snoop. There we go. They could they represent us well, in the Snoop Olympics. Snoop is definitely. So check this out. Have you guys seen Snoop's wine? It's delicious. Have you had it? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, Snoop has oh. wine? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna end on that segment. We're gonna have to end on that one. It's yeah, fucking please. delicious. All right, so tell us about what what and what's we're talking it about the twenty one crimes Snoop Dogg, right? I just saw a couple of bottles, of different bottles that he had at the store. Oh, his own red brand? wine, his own brand. Oh, I had he has the, his um, own brand. I had the uh, the sorry, not twenty one, nineteen crimes. It's a Snoop, uh, I think it's Cali Red. Yeah, 19 Crimes. It's delicious. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. That is it. That is it. Because then when, cause when, you're, when, you're at the, crimes. when you're at the store, you can like pull up the 19 Crimes app and the bottles talk to you with their story. I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Are nice serious? so this brand of wine has like it's called 19 Crimes. And you can pull up the app on your phone. And if you put if you uh zoom in on the label, the label talks to you because they're people <laughs> and they tell you the story. It's fucking great. I love it. And is this Snoop Dogg is a Cali Red and it's fucking delicious. Wow, that is a plug. I now want to try this wine. They have I like several different it. flavors, and there's like there's like old school criminals on the front of some of them. It's re- it's really cool. You guys should you should look it up. I'm looking at the website. It's actually 19 crimes. We're guilty of many crimes. Canvassing wine to youngsters isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. It's great. Snoops is really good. I don't usually like red wines, but I will drink Snoops. Cali Red. That's crazy. I didn't mm-hmm. know about the app. Yeah. Apparently, he's got a new rosé as well. Oh, I have to try that. Cali rosé. One you'll want to sip on all summer. Ooh. Man, he looks so dope on that label. Yeah, uh-huh. now I'm going to have to try it. Way to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that like Pretty so amazing. when Thanks, you Becky. like if you go to Costco and you do do it, it's really funny to watch him talk because they're it's really awkward how their heads move. <laughs> but but it, it it actually is a moving graphic in front yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Whoa. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. reality on wine bottles. Welcome to the future, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> is it not minority report? I mean, isn't that kind of where we're, we're at? Getting there. Yeah, that seems like a Ron real DeSantis opportunity. Is trying to pass thought crime bills in Florida right now, but that we can save that for another possible episode. I guess I can't. Yeah, go to if Florida you guys want to anymore. refresh yourself about Minority Report, you can always check out our website at ruminationsradionetwork.com and look for a podcast called Retro Futurist Culture with your host, Optimus. He covered Minority Report pretty hardcore and how aligned it is with where we are right now. And that was so his, beautiful, uh, beautiful cross-marketing synergy from you right there. I, I, well done. Thanks, man. I rolled with it. it felt and it was, totally, it was totally organic in no way planned. 
But no, it wasn't planned. But no, it's really true. It was a great episode of Minority Report. And it does feel like Minority Report. I mean, that or mm-hmm. it feels like uh, if you're a Harry Potter fan and you could open up that newspaper and you would see the images moving around. That's the other that, thought. That, that is my mind. life dream. I wish they had another epiphany about Harry Potter. Don't. This one's okay, a little, true. this one's much less extreme. Okay. It's okay. kind of just a broad generalization, Becky. Okay. We'll end on that one. Just go for it. So Harry Potter is about a school that teaches children how to use weapons gets invaded by bad guys and the children use those weapons to fight them off. Mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro could have written this shit. <laughs> oh, God. It's a, yes, it's a Republican <laughs> allegory story of heroism. Well, actually, Ben Shapiro made a movie called Run, Fight, Hide, I think, about some young woman whose dad took her to hunt a few times stopping a Columbine-like event. Oh my god, I saw the trailer. That was a movie he made that? Yeah. That was hmm. a ben, that that was a movie Ben Shapiro had a had a had a, had a hand in. Die Hard in High School. It just sounds <laughs> a little I mean, yeah, I feel like that's so exploitative, man. What do you expect from a little wiener, that, dude? Wiener, wiener, wiener. Well, shit, man. That was um that's no, no, no. Kind of... no, no, no. My movie was made with traditional Judeo-Christian values. <laughs> this good Kate, that actually kind of sounded like him. A little, really little scary how much it sounded like mm-hmm. him. Have you been practicing that? A little bit, yeah. In the mirror. Uh, so, Brenda, you had to cancel your plans to do this today, right? Or did it just get canceled anyway? It just got... All plans were canceled on account of, holy shit, it's hot outside today. It's humid, too. Yeah. It's cold. 108 and humid. Ugh. And yesterday there was a tornado warning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We got. We got to hear about this. If you, you guys have no idea in New Orleans, especially, oh, I grew up in Dallas, so we had tornado warnings all the time. Tornadoes spook me out. And you guys say you didn't feel anything from the earthquake. No. No. Because there was recently an earthquake right there at the California Nevada border. I know that's a long way away, but still, yeah, no. butted up against you. Didn't feel it. 108, 30 degrees. What did you say? 30% humidity? Yep. Yeah. Miserable. And it's dusty because there is a huge haboob in Phoenix. Where the hell does that word come from? It's a Middle Eastern word. Um, Okay. The dictionary. I think, you know, we can can lead off next time with haboob. Yeah, it's a Middle Eastern word. It's that wall of the sand. It looks like you're in the movie Dune. Pretty gotcha. much. Okay. okay. Pretty much. Well, good episode, guys. Thanks yeah. again. That was pretty fun. Uh, you know, we're brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. If you enjoy our program, please check us out again at ruminationsradionetwork.com. There's a wide selection of different podcasts, a little bit for everybody, touch into sports, um, metal, movie reviews with uh, Cinephile Hissy Fit, a lot more. Check us out. And if you like what you're here, like and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. And next week, and next week, just a little teaser is when I tell you how we're going to solve police violence. Insane ramblings. I'll definitely have some drop Yep. See you next time, guys. Bye.
station break. Get the get the get the station break. Day day day. Station station break. Station 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 break. You know what they all say. Fantasy football is like a box of chocolates. And I know you. You love fantasy football. And you love chocolates. Well, 25 Yards Later is a fantasy football podcast with top-notch analysis, earworm music, and plenty of laughs. Each week we dive deep into four games, putting every fantasy-relevant and occasionally fantasy-irrelevant player under a microscope. Block out all the haters with 25 Yards Later, available wherever you get your podcasts, but maybe not where you get your chocolates.